It's a grand old flag, it's a high-flying flag, it's the emblem for me and for you. G'day punters, but before we start with anything today, let's just get straight to it. Shane Curlio, run us through your thoughts. Should I host? Because I'll tell you, Shane's had a big weekend, and rightly so. His team's finally you know, broken the drought and won one of the great premierships of all time. But it sounds to me, Pistol, like you've done a fair bit of damage to not only your body, but particularly those <laughs> nasal passages. No, I'm completely fine. <laughs> we should do a poll. Watch the show and then let me know if you think Pistol is completely fine. It was the first easterly of the Oh, I'm uh, really, really good. I've enjoyed myself. It's a public holiday here in Perth. <laughs> I'm not sure what your accusation Girl. is, Jack Dickens. Is that the greatest way you could ever... <laughs> is that the greatest way, way to win one? You, you started well and you would have been like, it would have been a real settler for the nerves, which built through the day. and You had an extra two or three hours to wait, which is no good. Mm. And then you started beautifully. And you're like, all right, this is good. Boys, let's enjoy this. And then the wheels came off, and it was fucking. It looked like it was almost all over. Momentum was gone. gone. Yeah. And then by the like sort of start of the last quarter, you got to just enjoy twenty five minutes of footy with a sting out of it and a premiership coming home. It was a, a, a roller coaster of a day. It actually started race one at Toowoomba when we've launched into the even money favourite that started a dollar seventy, paraded like a three legged yak drifted on the fair late and was unsighted. So I, I was in a marquee above the manning yard, like manning yard level. So I've hung out the window and abused Waller's foreman. Like, how could you possibly bring a lame horse with a coat that looks like a fucking mongrel dog to the races? Lost, completely lost me mind. <laughs> then just started sculling uh, gin and tonic or gin and lemon pims or whatever they were. And then we copped that ride from Andrew Mellion in the last on Frozen in Time. I thought we sacked and, Ladybug. Uh, anyway, he, uh, I vented my frustration to everyone that wanted to listen to me hanging over the fence in the mounting. I like the good old days. <laughs> yeah, and then um, so I've gone into the footy with a stinking attitude, which quickly changed in the first 20, 15 minutes. And then, like you say, that 15-minute mark or whatever it was at the third quarter, I... It wasn't wasn't a pretty sight here. I was going completely headless. It's like a it's like a um, it's a pain of like you understand better than ever. You feel like you understand it better than anyone. What you're just about to this opportunity is just about to be completely wasted. And like, mm-hmm. how has this happened so fast? And I was sort I, of I sat in the four pocket kills when Luke Ablett switched the ball to Ben Cousins in the goal square, mm-hmm. and yeah. the ball like, right in front of us, you know, and I. Was severely inebriated. You know, I was just like, "Oh, this is over. What have we done?" I don't know that we were playing poorly. Just like, you know, they're a good side. Obviously, they just had a period of where they had the got their hands on the footy first, and then, you know, once once we were able to to you know get get our hands on it first, we yeah, it was it was unreal. It was couldn't have scripted it any better. I sort of I was really happy to sit home and watch it with my kids and trying to get them to to experience it because they're not really massive AFL, the two young ones, the oldest one is. So that was that was really nice. And just, um, yeah, just the momentum, you know, we talk about it when we punt, don't we? We talk about momentum because it's a thing. And we saw that, didn't we? You know, like, you know, with those three goals in the last 90 seconds and then just completely oh. steamrolled them. It was so good. It was so good to experience that way because, like you say, you enjoy the, 
roller coaster of emotions of looking like winning early and then looking like getting beat, and then to really enjoy that last, um, you know, whatever it was, twenty odd minutes, it was mm. just amazing. Best team won. Um, Petrarca was enormous. Like as good what as a, what about as good as ba- game you see. Bailey Frisch. Mm. We've I discussed have, on, we've discussed a few times about just can you see these blokes being premiership players? Like are they going to kick six in the grand final? I, I thought he was like a full on liability. He kicked six. Mm. That's that's elite. Oh, the sting was out of it, mate, for the last two. He still kicked four big goals. Yeah, he got us back with those two in a row. And oh, fuck enormous. me. And even yeah. like, I know like, he'd, you know, um, the young fella, Kosaya Pickett, he might have only had a couple of possessions, but his forward pressure set up so many goal-scoring opportunities for us. It was just, all, I, that was the worry, I suppose, all these kids and, and stepping up on the big stage. But, you know, Sparrow and kids like that, that little Bowie, the little red-headed fella in the back, in the back half, like seventh, seventh game of AFL, they didn't, none of them at all got head noise or wobbly at any point. It was... Well, and the way the game went, though, that with that momentum so strong, like, the head noise wasn't... There wasn't a lot of opportunity for head noise. I think I think 19 points down midway through the third quarter, everything going their way. But those goals you kick were, like, on the run, just like they're running and kicking a footy. It wasn't like, got to go back and I need to kick this. Fritch yeah. did. Like, they were enormous. But and, I, I was yeah. like... Um, Melbourne are the better club, like better footy team, and then I think the superior coach used a few chess moves and leveled it back up, and the better, he was out of moves, and the, the D's figured it out. Yeah. And they just like a fucking like a momentum machine. Probably didn't help having Bont off the field for I think it was like three or four minutes there, and the D's kicked three in that time, and then it was basically he was all a over. dollar one to win the Norm Smith, yeah. and then he went off the, the ground. Court. He went oh. off the ground. <laughs> Oh, unbelievable! What was it like? What was it like in there? That joint looks like a coliseum. coliseum and a half. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's the magic of you know architecture and, and uh, technology at its finest. In 2021, you build a new stadium, like the Queensland will obviously get a a new ground up there for for the Olympics coming up, and they'll get to experience what it's like. It's uh, you know, like I've heard noise at uh, eighty thousand people at Eden Park. Well, there was sixty one in this stadium, it's the loudest thing I've ever heard. You know, it's loud in the MCG, just purely off the design of the place. So I'm excited for uh, for what Brisbane turns up with the new stadium. We can't wait to get up there for a huge event. looked enormous. Pumping. It looks what like a great there? deck too. Like the way that like the, the carpet, it's always carpet. So it yeah. makes for good games of footy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pistol, a couple of questions. Firstly, did you happen to get a run-in with the Bev show? With Bev and get his autograph or anything. I noticed on social media that he was there. Did you run into him? What, Luke Beveridge? Yeah, like, his team just won a comp for the first time in 50 years. He still has not missed a, a, anything on Twitter. How's <laughs> was the Ryder Cup this morning, Kelsey? would have watched every shot. I spent a fair bit of time on the couch since uh, Saturday night, Jack. Um, Twitter in one hand and the replay on. One of the greatest things about that replay was a post-match conference, press conference with the coach and Petrarca and spoke about how this team had turned it around and they always had the ability on the ground, on the field, but just how they spoke about the stuff that they do off the field and it makes them better people and, and their sort of performances for working for the next bloke, not for themselves. Like it's, um, I think like, not to take the gloss away from Goodwin, but like that's so much Paul Ruse. Yeah. And Paul Ruse and Chuck Williams, like 
They're in and around successful joints all the time. Like so, yeah. he's gone from Richmond, Colts Williams to now Melbourne, and like that's just that little bit they needed, didn't it? Mm, what's the difference? Anyway, is that why Basil didn't let Simon Goodwin talk? Yeah. <laughs> um, I noticed that everyone um, listened to Basil's request on Twitter as well about standing up and applauding at the twenty minute and twenty one second mark of the first quarter. Curls, I wouldn't have set. slept yet, Basil. Yeah. No one did it. No. <laughs> anyway. Well, look, and look, you know, it was great to to experience. You know, I watched it with the kids and all that. But um, you know, next year I'm really looking forward to getting to being at the G when we win it, and um, experience <laughs> being there at the G. So can't wait. It's going to be a great twelve months. Yeah, <laughs> defending premiers and all that sort of gear. The 2022 yeah, premiership hangover starts now. You catch the Ryder Cup, Jacko. I reckon it's the outside of your team winning the AFL Grand Final, maybe the best sporting event on TV. Yeah. It's unreal. I watched a couple of hours of it this morning. It's um, it's it's incredible, incredible atmosphere. Yeah, it looks like I, I was, the, the main thing I want to go to now in my life is a is a Ryder Cup. Yeah, like you were talking the other night about the uh, President's Cup, and yeah. I went in was it twenty nineteen when it was here, and it's okay, but it's just other uh, Ryder Cup's on another level. When Shane Larry sunk that part on the 18th yesterday, like, fuck no. Yeah. Here's on the back of your next stuff. Anyway, should we talk about some horse racing? Did they race on the weekend? Uh, a couple of okay horses went around, a few group ones, but um, no, definitely no group one figures were run in Victoria across the four Metro meetings we had and the two group one meetings we had this week. Okay. Well. And the bubble, the bubble's burst, I reckon. Oh. On what? Zaki. Okay, so let's start with that race because I must say I laid it and run when it didn't lead. I just thought, well, anything could happen here tempo-wise. 50 stars is down the front here. You've got... Probably seems to be travelling happy enough. I hadn't seen a race at Sandown all day. Superstorm, maybe is good enough. And obviously Zaki got the job done. But you're saying it wasn't as good as what would be required to win a Cox Plate? I think that uh, often the Sandown form and figures don't stand up as a rule. That's something that Jack and I you know, use a lot. The figure, like, even if you give it the full weight, is average. And then you watch the way he won and you thought they've gone so slow that it's gone so quick at the end that it's got the speed wobbles up. Sort of like um, Jamie Carr's horse, I'm Thunderstruck, was doing you know, three months ago, Jacko. But no, it it's run a six point five to the six hundred. Like it's had the platform to sort of run yeah. home. It's, it, it the, the one excuse you can go to first time it's gone this way in a race. Well, in Australia, it. It, it has overseas as far as I'm aware. Yeah, but it's going to go around dollar fifty next start, and you just oh, I can't wait for it. I'm going to gap it. Well, that will be the Caulfield Stakes, I believe. Um, so again, it might run into another three, four horses. The Cox Plate's going to be the one, isn't it? You'll start odds on. Well, on the fair in the Cox Plate, you can lay two eighty now. Like that seems it unders. It just seems unders to me. Yeah, I, I can't wait to lay it. I, I'm scared about it in the Cox Plate, to be honest. Like the the third grand final run, but Phil's not. Look, I'm not bagging. The, I'm not like people are going to get confused here. Like Damien Rackler's already got confused on Twitter. I'm not going to go case for case with someone about this horse it's fuck that's two dollars i'm not laying it at two dollars to win the next race i'm laying it like a dollar forty 
So mm. I want two or three cases, please, to the one. I, I, I think it's a massive opportunity to bet against this horse at the next start. And then from that start, we'll make a decision on the on the start after. I don't certainly don't want to leave you know, a heap of money on Betfair until the Cox Plate right now laying a horse. Although, I could think about it. You just, you just hope someone challenges it, though. I think that's probably what you want to see. You don't want to see a three-horse field in the Caulfield Stakes like we saw with Winks a couple yeah. of years back and then like a, an eight-horse Cox Plate. Yeah. I don't think you'll see it. It'll be, it'll be a stacked Cox Plate, and if it is light on, there'll be younger horses with no weight going quick. So I, I, I just think I didn't, I didn't like what I saw for the prices that it's going to be in the bigger races. Okay. What about the uh, Beaten Brigade? Not that uh, there's too many of them. 50 stars. I don't know what you do with it. That was it was beaten by like 35 lengths. Maybe okay. something went wrong with it. I didn't read the stewards report. I only looked for the stewards report this morning for one race, and that was race two at Mornington yesterday, which we'll get to. Um, which, good on the stewards, they've addressed it. Anyway, um, I thought so-so from every other horse. Like, I don't see how they're going to beat Zaki at the same time, but I just mm. certainly would not want to be taking the price that I'm going to get offered about Zaki. I'd rather be laying it or betting around it. Yeah, I thought uh, Proville, I'm not sure where it goes, but on a, a good track next start, it'll be hard to beat off that. Um, the rest of them, the other three, can do whatever they like. Yep. Not really fast. I'll probably yep. will go back to some mare's race and win with a leg yeah. in there, surely. Um, yep. Let's have a look at the other group one from the weekend, the Moya. Uh, on Friday night, Wild Ruler has knocked off um, the Inferno. Well, I don't think Wild... D Moore, Group 1 D Moore, curls. Group 1 D Moore has knocked off the Inferno with one of the greatest rides of all time in a Moya. Like, it was a fucking peach from him. It was unbelievable. He is a definition of momentum. Like, he, he provided, produced the best performance in the biggest race on the night. There's a lot of Group 1 jockeys there. Great ride. Knocked off the, the better horse, I think, in the Inferno. We were on both. Um, happy with either way, but I'd rather be with the Inferno moving forward. I, I think that's pretty obvious. And uh, as always, Curls, uh, our girl September run and got through a gears late and just hit the line nice. Yeah, nice little eye-catching effort. Oh, nice. yeah. I've put it in the black book. <laughs> black book, ah. Um, Profiteer, any thoughts? Or, because I've... The mark was hard. It was it was sort of three eighty to two sixty. Like it was pretty it was pretty firm. Awesome. And then got out a little bit late, but there was plenty of support for it. It's just not um, that good, is it? Yeah, that's what I thought too. I was surprised with the because like it's never run any time in its career. No. And like it being priced off potential and probably map and then as soon as it didn't lead it was it was hundreds in the run, I thought. Well he did go like he went sub like Swats that Profiteer and Brooklyn Hustle went sub ten from the eight to the six. Is that actually possible? I wouldn't have yeah. So mm. like it it has slowed down from there on in, Profiteer. Yeah. But you know <laughs> looks like just about the only horse that hasn't is um the two that were in the finish, you know, like yeah. D, D, D Moore has put together an 1150 basically from the six to the four and an 1150 from the four to the two. So that is at a chaotic point at Mooney Valley on a very sketchy bend. 
this man has has enabled his horses to maintain the exact same rhythm. It was it was unbel- It was just an unbelievable ride. So good. He's back and you know, and when you go good for two weeks as a rider this time of year, he's just probably bought two houses. Yeah. What a life. Uh, yeah. He's just um probably one of the greatest things ever. Profiteer those um those you know the owners cashing in early. Changed their life-changing money. Got the cash. Um, Newgate picked the bill up, and um, yeah, I just like how hard is it to find a progressive two-year-old? Like they just do, but they show a little bit at two, and then they're completely overpriced and maxed out. And yeah, like we only look at it from a betting point of view, obviously. Like we're not too fussed from an ownership point of view, but like fuck, there's some money in having a two-year-old colt that can win first up in town, isn't there? Mm. Yeah. Like whether they go on with it or not, does anyone care? Well, yeah. this is a this is a <laughs> weight weight for age group one, and the figure is average. You could argue that profiteer has gone like as good as it can go. It's gone faster than it's gone in its last. It's the fastest performance, the biggest punningform dot com dot number it's done in its last five starts. Or which is its career. That's a career yeah. best. Yeah. yeah, by two lengths. Uh, okay. That's fascinating stuff. Was there any other highlight from Mooney Valley on Friday night? Yeah, I thought Curran, who won the nine five five race, went absolutely enormous, and it'll win, and it'll win anything that isn't a Group One over the spring. Any sort of sprinting Group Two, Group Three, it'll win. It's come back, unbelievable. Had no like, right to win that. No. I'll, I'll, he was just trying to hold on to it too. Like, yeah. it could have gone. Yeah, the turn of foot. Like, I know they went slow for a nine five five, but the turn of foot was just electric. So I was, I was really impressed with Curran. Yep. yep, I like it. Okay, jumping back to Sandown then. Um, look, there was a couple of other, as you said, big Sandown figures, but did any of them really catch your eye when doing the review? Uh, well, Sandown was a. I made. I, I did the betting on on Saturday, like the sends, and I made some mistakes. Uh, I could have sent Extreme Fight Flight, and I could have sent what was the other one, Jacko? Queen of Dubai runs four. Yeah, they both run like moderate figures, but they were mistakes for me personally betting, and um, I've already sort of made a few changes to make sure I don't make those mistakes again. Sorello missed, we could have backed to, but it was short enough. And, like, mate, 250 metres out, you're glad you didn't sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, then it got away and just killed him. Um, I thought Estela Rock is a, a nice sort of sharp sprinter. Uh, you know, yeah. if it finds the right race. And the difference from that race to other races, it, it sort of often finds stuff in. It was one of the only horses with good natural speed there. Yeah. Our romantic uh, return well in yep. that race. Hit the line good. Probably I thought the, the same thing, Jax. I, I would have loved to have been able to see that in the yard. Yeah. Well, it was probably... She's a big mare. Hmm, probably a bit heavy and 1,000 metres resuming, probably not. It's go up to 1,200. Next start will be improved, you'd think. Probably the performance of the day, but it, I think it might have done the same sort of thing last preparation with Shallow, Shallot. Um, it's like just completely savaged it. But I think it did the same thing last time and was then sent to Sydney and sort of was there or thereabouts. Um, but thought of that gapping them in the last confuses me with the whole day because this horse is not that good. It's very very hard to catch. 
Um, and just staggering that how slow they went to the 600, given the pattern that was so evident on the day. To watch John McNeil let D Oliver have three back the fence and John took four back the fence. We were on it. That's why I'm talking about it. Just pain. Like, just agony. Like, oh, fuck. Anyway, um, that's racing. I thought Shalott was huge. Zaki was great, but I just think he's going to be so short next start, I want to be against it. And this floating artist shits me to tears because we probably should have acted at Flemington, but we didn't. It was just around our mark, and it just sort of it got backed into out our mark. Yeah. And we were on Skyman, which hemorrhaged. And uh, now we should have backed it then. It's, it's a really nice horse. I think it's a proper horse. All right, likeable. Um, you wanted to talk about Mornington? Yeah, credit the stewards here. So if you look up the, uh, if you go to racing.com. I haven't looked at this yet. And I went there to sort of just get angry and just to, I was going to look at this and this only, only for content purposes because it does you no good other than that. So you don't need to go and look at it if you're watching, just watch the show. Oh, gee, there's a big blurb it's, on it. It's a big one. Now, to the eye, D-Lane, very suspect ride <laughs> on on groovy kind of love yesterday at Mornington, which, uh, FYI, I backed. Jackson backed. So we have a lot of buyer self-interest here. Our chat group exploded. Um, no one was happy with the ride. And to the credit of the stewards, they have questioned him extensively for what they normally would. They've investigated the betting tick, two big ticks, and they've questioned or asked for feedback from Michael Kent, who has basically said he was fuming as well. Now, I think it's really hard for them to sort of go beyond that as a steward. If they start trying to ban or punish riders for, for riding horses dead and then they can't win... It's just a big slippery slope. But if they're on it and they're investigating and they're pursuing it as a punter, you're satisfied that they that they are looking, yep. and that the job's been done. Um, you know what? What I'm sure Damien just made. A, you know, he went left when he should have gone right, or right when he should have gone left, and that, that's the end of it. But it, to the eye, it was very frustrating as a punter, and I'm really happy that the the stewards have investigated it thoroughly. Yeah, completely agree. It. it wasn't a fact if he could have gone left or he could have gone right. He just should have just popped gone, out. Just gone straight, maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah just... All right, uh, let's round off what's been a, a celebratory show with uh, a view to the week ahead and what that might involve. Uh, Jax, where are you guys betting? Um, I don't have it up. Do you... Do you... Oh, okay, well, I've got it up for you. Uh, that's what... Kill more tomorrow said. and then you're wrong. We've got a Geelong midweek meeting, which is interesting. Moe, so we've got an RDO on Thursday, which will be good. Um, <laughs> Friday, we've uh, got a game of golf into some Tatura Maidens, potentially. Is that the Valley of the Bush? Yeah. And into the Valley of the Valley, Moon <laughs> Valley, on Friday night. <laughs> and then headquarters Flemington and some Matoa Maidens on uh, Saturday. And then Royal Bendigo and... Uh, Bansdale on a Sunday, so it's a it's a moderate week, I'd say. Jackson, we look to bet up at uh, Flemington, obviously, and Mooney Valley. Most of our work will be done Friday and Saturday. Yeah, well, two quick, sorry, okay. oh, two, question, two questions for you um, about the week ahead for you. There's no Benella there. Well, credits to, credit, credit to the track staff. Yeah. I, if, if there wasn't ever more evidence of how it is just the 
they are not allowed to criticise. Great ride, great tactics, congratulations and well done. Great ride, congratulations, great tactics and well done. No, well, a, a credit to the track staff at Penella who prepared a 1,900 metres of the two of the 2,000 metre track perfectly, <laughs> and 100 metres of a of a heavy 10 in the straight. So, but also at the same time, thank you because we took 15 dollars about Jocelyn, who then no, we took scumbags, five. We scumbags, took... oh yeah, it's five, but it was into it was into three dollars, and the scumbags put up 270, and it got done on the line. So thank you in, in a way, and uh, also credit to the powers that be. They would never, ever have made as much money as they make day-to-day right now through COVID, ever. And they've sacked track walkers. God bless them. Um, they're racing in Queensland this week. Um, thank God the D's one, because we, we, almost, we almost sort of rostered you off for the week, but um, we're going to be betting. Ipswich Wednesday, Gatton Thursday... And then the usual Saturday fair. Um, How many yeah. tracks on Saturday? Well, for, not not that they're all TAB meetings, but they're racing at Gold Coast, Cunnamulla, Doombin, Eidsvold, Gordon Vale, Junda, Mackay, Richmond, Tara, and Toowoomba. You're just making those up now, aren't you? That's fact. I'm looking at the <laughs> Racing Australia website now. It's 11.20 on a Monday and it's actually working. Oh, so Pete, if North Melbourne make the grand final next year, right, which they probably wouldn't, <laughs> would, would you consider going the Roden curly cut? Because it's two from two. It's a thing. It's no. a thing. Speaking of Roden, how fucking salty is he that Petrarca has just blown the doors off Dusty for the greatest individual grand final <laughs> performance in the last 10 years. He hasn't. He hasn't. Yeah, that was the best performance I've seen in a grand final for at least 11 months, was his response. <laughs> Fuck you, Roden. <laughs> Petrarca. Dusty Petrarca. <sighs> anyway. I had a small loss last week. I'm going to win this week. So if you haven't got my stuff, do it now because I'm going to win. Uh, but, but you're doing really well and, and uh, credit, to, <laughs> credit to you and credit to everyone. Credit to you, us for being honest about losing and credit to um, everyone. Credit to everyone. Who Which keeps... Is- fucking- <laughs>